It's Friday, April 23rd, 2021, and this is What's the Point? On the show this week, more allegations against Brampton CAO David Barrick, a now former employee, spills the beans on the controversial hire who has links to the Conservative Party and Mayor Patrick Brown. To talk about it are this week's hosts, Nita Zafar, Joel Whitnabel, and Sam Graywall. Now, here's Sam Graywall. Hi, everyone. We have a pretty quick show today on the story we're going to talk about right now. It's breaking as we speak, bombshell allegations out of this, out of City Hall in Brampton, a senior staff member uh, has basically accused CAO David Barrick of some pretty, pretty wild misconduct, brutal corruption that is being alleged. At this point, it's just allegations. Uh, the pointer has done a lot of reporting on the CAO, so we know that there's been some very troubling behavior on his part. We have Netta Zafar with us, our great reporter out of Brampton. And Netta, I'm just going to get you to unpack everything for the listeners. What's going on with these allegations? Yeah, so the allegations are pretty damning. It was a bombshell email. That's like the best way to describe it. And there's themes of nepotism. There's bullying. There's corruption. There's racism. According to Gurdjieff Kaur, who sent this email that's going on in City Hall right now, and I got the chance to interview her yesterday, the former director of corporate projects and liaison in the CEO's office. But in between calls with her, she learned that she was actually fired, and that email may have a lot to do with it. So some of those allegations, I'm just going to talk about them really quickly. You know, one of the biggest ones is the MDC. So the Municipal Development Corporation is something the city has been discussing since the last term of council. It kind of got a lot of heat um, in the last couple of months because the contractor who was hired to kind of work on this plan, his name is Brett Bell. He's a director of Manesco. He's a close associate of Mayor Patrick Brown. The two, you know, used to be in conservative youth group together. They're friends. There's media articles that Brett is clearly supporting Brown. And what it seems and what these allegations are pointing to and the conversations I had with Miss Core, that's it's saying that he was pretty much just given this contract. And she says that the budget for this was around three hundred thousand dollars, but and it just doesn't seem like that happened. And the kicker of all of this is that he was given this contract when his company wasn't even registered, so it wasn't even a thing. So that raises a lot of red flags, and there was supposed to be a workshop on it. Supposed to be last week of April. Never happened. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. And at this time, based on what she's telling me, barracks and damage control, talking about throwing out evidence, saying that we have to double-check these things, there are colleagues who are standing up for him. It's really a big mess. And that's just the tip of the iceberg here. There is a lot of criticism on him hiring his friends. And that includes Robert Diambos, who used to work in Niagara region. The, he was implicated in the Ombudsman's investigation titled The Inside Job, along with Barrick and Jason Hamming, who works with the city as well. So there's a lot going on here. Um, we can kind of go on about this for days and days and days. It's not a pretty picture. 
Okay, and I'm just going to just connect a few dots from the pointer's understanding. We received this email directly from Miss Kaur Gurdeep, Nikki Kaur, the now former senior staffer with the city of Brampton. She sends this out early, early Thursday morning at around five in the morning, and we get one of the emails as well, and subsequently we interview her. And later that day, hours after she sends this bombshell email out filled with allegations, and she's provided the pointer with quite a bit of the evidence that backs up the allegations that she's made, we find out around lunchtime, just after lunch, later the same day, that she has been fired. And there's some odd excuse, apparently, that's been used. We're trying to sort of sort that out. It's hard to get information from the city right now, but we're getting what Ms. Cora is willing to tell us. She obviously has to protect herself legally. And we're trying to find out if her allegations in the email she sent out had anything to do with her being fired later the same day. A lot of moving parts. The allegations involve, as Netta said, you know, claims of racism that the HR director, the head of HR for the city of Brampton has made some egregious, just shocking statements against black employees and black individuals in general. Again, these are allegations, accusations. We can't confirm them. But when you've got a senior staff member, while she was employed by the city of Brampton, publicly making these allegations. Clearly, it has to be reported on. We're seeking clarification from the city of Brampton. We've reached out to them for responses. We'll update uh, everyone on thepointer.com. You'll be able to read our articles. We'll make sure as soon as the city responds to our requests, to our questions, we will have everything on the pointer. But right now, Netta, it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like council is going to be moving. They've pretty much confirmed to us that their intention was to bring in a third-party investigator to investigate uh, CAO David Barrick. Yes, and that's what um, I've been hearing as well. There are no details around this right now. Uh, we don't really know how this is going to look. This is something people have been asking for for a very, very, very long time. As we all know, there's been dozens of emails, uh, all of them anonymous. All of them have stated that, you know, we need an investigation. And that's what makes uh, Ms. Kaur's email unique, is that she stood behind her allegations. And we should point out that a lot of the allegations that have come forward since December, you know, many, many different sources, they have stated that they are either current or former employees of the city of Brampton. But unlike Ms. Core, who's put her name to it, and she's come out very publicly. I know she's already done media interviews today. As Netta said, we interviewed her yesterday. So she is putting her name out there very publicly, whereas up until now, all the other allegations and accusations that the pointer has received, whistleblower communications, and very, very detailed. I would actually say one of the emails that we received in December was by far the most detailed of all the allegations, even more detailed than Miss Core's allegations yesterday. But all of those other accusations in the past didn't have a name to it. They said that they were a former employee or a current employee of the city, but they didn't put their name to it. Now Miss Core has done that. Joel Whitnabel is here with us, one of the Pointers journalists. What do you think about this third-party investigation? You've dealt with a lot of this sort of thing in municipal government. What's your take on approaching it that way? Yeah, unfortunately, my experience with these sorts of investigations does not give me much hope that we'll see any sort of resolution to this uh, situation. Typically, these sort of things, when it comes to hiring a, a third-party investigator, can be 
filled with potential conflicts of interest. It really, what the citizens of Brampton really need right now is to ensure that whoever this third party investigator is, that they're completely independent. A lot of the times I've seen in the past that these investigators are handpicked by members of council. I dealt with a very, very similar situation in the city of Oshawa, which happened back in 2013. Similar allegations of bullying with actually the CAO there sort of ordering around staffers and telling them, essentially trying to order them to find certain reports and and essentially make certain findings. And when the city's auditor general at that time came out with a report sort of laying all of this out, uh, council essentially did this same thing and had a quote unquote third party investigator, independent investigator come in to look at it. And that report that was eventually commissioned and paid for by the taxpayers was widely, widely criticized by, by citizens and councillors alike as being a whitewash to essentially trying to sweep, uh, sweeping and damning allegations under the rug. That is my biggest concern when it comes to municipalities investigating their own. It's really hard to find an investigator that is completely independent. And I think that that needs to be priority one here because as, as Netta has really said, these allegations are incredibly serious. Netta, we'll wrap up pretty soon because as I said before, um, despite the shocking nature of these allegations and just how serious the situation in Brampton City Hall is, I think that really right now the public just needs to be confident that something is being done. We need to do a whole bunch of reporting to figure this out right now. But the Brampton taxpayers residents, like what's the sense? We're hearing a lot of people saying, just fire David Barrick already. How much more evidence do you need? You can mention, you know, some of your reporting that you've done over the last couple of months to highlight what are the things that he's already done? How is the Brampton public, you know, residents, what are they saying to you in terms of all your reporting, what you've already exposed? That list is very, very, very long. Just like our last piece about this, um, the hiring of Tony Quirk um, and his company to do some work for the city. Um, As we reported, Tony Quirk was a councillor for Niagara Region at the same time as David Barrick was. So there was a clear connection. And through our FOIs, we got some documents. And there were parts where they could have indicated that there was a conflict of interest, that they knew each other. Those parts were all left empty. And just before that, you know, we reported again on the MDC, um, how there was that connection and how much this project cost. And nobody knew about it. Nobody talked about, Barrick never talked about the connection between Brown and Bell. There's no public record of that. And when we were talking to counselors about it, nobody knew about it. And the same goes with a lot of the things that the CEO does. Nobody really knew that the FOI process was moved out from under the city clerk. And when we reported on that, a lot of people told me, "Mm, I guess that's why my FOI has never gone through. Or I guess why this, you know, it hasn't happened just because he's doing the sneaky things that nobody really realizes. And I think um, for the first time in this core's actions, the public might feel a little bit liberated because like I said, they have all called for the CEO to be investigated, but they were just never, nobody was willing to stand behind the allegations and the claims that they made. She did. Um, when I was speaking to her, I didn't get the sense that she was afraid at all and she wasn't scared at what she was doing. And she told me multiple times through our interview, she thought people deserve to know this. And this was information that affects the city. And I really hope that it brings some sort of answers. 
I just hope this investigation does what the Brampton tax payers and the residents of Brampton needed to do. That they ultimately are the ones who are being betrayed by council not taking appropriate action. If council drags its feet, if they're too scared to take action, if they're under you know the influence of Mayor Patrick Brown, who clearly is defending David Barrick. I mean, Mayor Brown was the one who hired him. He chaired the committee that brought him on. Brown has all of the ties through the PC party, the Conservatives, you know, to Barrick and the people Barrick is closely tied with through the Conservatives. So I just hope that it's not just a whitewash piece of lip service, this investigation that just leaves the Brampton taxpayers who for decades have asked for accountability and transparency at City Hall, and they just don't seem to be able to get it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to everyone soon. This week's show was hosted by Sam Graywall, Nita Zafar, and Joel Wittnabel. Produced by yours truly. Music from Shahed. Check out new episodes of What's the Point weekly here at thepointer.com. I'm Jeff Chalmers. Thank you for listening. See you next time.